Zer Empresario Magazine Presents, and Entero of History, by Daniel Aceves Rodriguez. Our history is written with pages of marked heroism and perennial lessons that incite reflection and praise for courageous actions that forged the country of which we are now a part. The virtues or errors of so many heroes make up the baggage that we come to know as children, learning to value and admire. The names of these characters permeate our memory through streets, schools, cities, buildings, monuments that keep their actions in force pro of the country, but equally our history has reserved a shady place for certain characters who, although their names inevitably appear in those pages, their destiny is disgrace or ignominy, their image will never be boasted nor will a town or a street be called that way, no matter how small it may be, on the contrary, it will be marked on the incendiary wagon that travels to the opposite destination of praise or recognition, among these characters we find that gallant general who, after the resignation of Porfirio Diaz in May, 1911, was in charge of escorting the presidential convoy that would take him to the port of Veracruz where he would board with his family the Iparanga ship that would transport whoever was exiled. For more than 30 years he held power in Mexico, a place where he would never return. We are referring to General Victoriano Huerta Marquez, originally from Calatlan, Jalisco, who history has identified with the epithets of the jackal or the usurper and who was president of Mexico from February, 1913, to July, 1914. An admirer of General Napoleon, Victoriano since he was a child was inclined towards a career in arms, joining the troops of General Donato Guerra at the age of 15, who recommended him to study at the military college, standing out for his use and a special ability and taste for mathematics, a science that would make him lean towards topics related to topography and artillery, a situation that made him stand out from his other colleagues. Meteoric were the promotions he obtained in the militia and above all by having the support of General Manuel Gonzalez, the famous one-armed man, the compadre of Porfirio Diaz and who was president of Mexico from 1880 to 1884, enough to return the command to Diaz, power that he did not he would release it until 1911. Likewise, years later he would make a great friendship with General Bernardo Reyes, former governor of Nuevo León and later secretary of war and navy. This relationship would be vital years later in what would be the cuartelazo of the tragic decade, after the fall of Diaz and the interim presidency of Francisco León de la Barra, Huerta swore a loyalty to the newly appointed President Madero, supporting him in quelling the anti-Materista rebellions that were brewing in different directions, marked by the bitterness against Pascual Orozco, Francisco Villa and Emiliano. Zapata fought with relentless ferocity, the victory over Orozco being the one that earned him the admiration of President Madero and gave him supreme confidence on the part of the president despite the doubts it generated in the Madero cabinet. Under this halo of heroism he knew how to accommodate and remain in the face of the imminent movements that were already being forged against Madero, led mainly by Félix Diaz nephew of the former president, Bernardo Reyes, his friend, Manuel Mondragon, Aureliano Blanque among others. Despite the invitations received by the conspirators, Huerta wanted to remain loyal to Madero while waiting for the events, which came sooner than expected. On February 9, 1913, the revolt against the government began, and General Lauro was wounded. Villar is in charge of the defense of the National Palace, so this custody remains in the hands of Victoriano Huerta, a situation that is linked to the death during the hostilities of Bernardo Reyes, virtual head of the rebellion leaving then the ideal panorama for total control of the situation, on the part of Huerta, who surreptitiously joins the conspirators and seeks the support of the North American embassy led by Henry Lane Wilson who saw in him the ideal figure to carry out the desired replacement of Madero, and thus forged the ignominy known as the Pact of the Citadel or the Embassy Pact, where the fall of Madero and Pino Suarez was tacitly determined. We all know the outcome. 
the cunning crime of the president and vice president three days after that violating pact, resulted in the promotion of Huerta to the first magistracy, but not before fixing things so that there was no sign of irregularity, since in the absence of the vice president and the president of the Supreme Court, the third in the line of succession was Pedro Lascurin, Secretary of Foreign Affairs, who will go down in history for lasting only 45 minutes in the presidency, enough time to issue two documents, the appointment of Huerta, as Secretary of the Interior and therefore first in the line of succession and his resignation letter which enthroned Victoriano as legitimate president, Huerta's government lasted less than two years, characterized by Carranza's rebellion with his plan of Guadalupe, the murder of opponents such as Abraham Gonzalez, Belisario Dominguez, a feud with the White House that led to a North American invasion in April, 1914, unequivocally that he no longer had the support of the now President Woodrow Wilson who was more interested in the conflicts of the First World War than in supporting a character who had already fulfilled what was required, aware of the manipulation to which he was subjected, in the face of all this he had no choice but to resign and although he later tried to make an alliance with the belligerent Germany to obtain support, his star dimmed and trying to enter the United States he was arrested and sent to the fort, from Fort Bliss there in El Paso, Texas where he mysteriously died on January 13, 1916. It is said that he suffered from cirrhosis of the liver, a disease that accompanied many years due to his recognized alcoholism. Copyright 2024 Grupo Editorial Zara Impresario. All rights reserved. Any opinion expressed in the various contents of this magazine and or podcast is the responsibility of the person who expresses it and does not necessarily reflect the position of this publishing house.